Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by HomePoint. HomePoint is built for brokers like you. While most mortgage lenders are focused on winning the initial transaction by touting rate and convenience, HomePoint does that and more, taking a holistic, long-term approach to its partnership and customer service. They are evolving the mortgage experience by putting people and partnerships first and delivering the customized support you need to grow your business and wow your clients. Find out why there's no place like HomePoint. Get connected today by logging into AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. NMLS 7706. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. I'm your host, JP Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors. And today I have my buddy, Major Singleton of Major Money Matters, which is a part of Edge Home Finance, right? That's right, JP. Good to be with you. Uh, good to be with you as well. My buddy, uh, Tom Ailes, right? He's up there. He's at Edge. Yeah. I saw all that, put it all together. Um, hey, first off, hey, thank you for your service. Um, I saw that Navy, right? Appreciate it. Yeah, 23 years. It was great. Um, nice, nice. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Tom's a great guy. I'm sure you've known Tom for a while. Yep. Um, Edge is out of... And let me try and put this together out of Minnesota, but you live in Hawaii. Am I right in saying that? I used to live in Hawaii okay. as of three weeks ago. Um, now in Texas, now in DFW area. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so relocated the family and everything. Turns out that uh, Hawaii state taxes are pretty expensive. So, uh, oh, nice. <laughs> but hey, you, uh, you've been around, right? Because I was doing a little bit of background, right? And Hawaii, South Carolina, maybe is where yep. you're from. Yep. Home in South Carolina. All right. Navy, so that put you all over the place, right? Now Texas, that's cool. Absolutely, a lot of moving around. So uh, my wife said to me, "Hey, it's it's time to settle down." My mom was in Fort Worth, so she said, "Hey, let's go DFW and stop this uh, shifting around every three years." Nice, nice. So you're right around Dallas now. Absolutely. Cool. Nice, man. I'll be. Uh, let's see. I'm from Philly, right? So I'm an Eagles fan. And we're going down. I know it's not Dallas. Well, I mean, I hate the Cowboys. Number one, I hate the Cowboys. Well, we got something in common there. We got All right, something cool. That's good. <laughs> but we're going to go down to uh, Houston for the Eagles-Texans game November 3rd. So I'll be down in that, in Texas at least. I know it's not Dallas, but either way. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm a huge Niners fan. So, you know, I'm, uh, I was trying to get here for the playoff game last year. Couldn't make it. Um, but, you know, um, uh, we'll have to see how things work out this year because they're not on the schedule this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this all day, but Jimmy G, he he's, looks like he's gone. No one picked him up yet. It's a whole thing, right? I'm with you. <laughs> it's time to move on. All yeah, right. all right. Time to move on. I got you. That's all I need. That's all I need. Um, cool, man. So let's talk about this. Let's jump in. I want to get uh, get to know a little bit more about you, especially on the mortgage side, right? So. When did you actually get into the mortgage game? I know you were in Navy 23 years. So tell us how you got into the, the industry. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. I was, uh, at the time, I was an executive officer for uh, Naval Forces for the state of Hawaii. Um, and one of my uh, junior sailors went rogue on me. <clears throat> and um, he scheduled a, a, mortgage, uh, a, a mortgage lender 
uh, to come in and educate uh, the command and everything. And he comes down to my office about 15 minutes before it starts. And he says, hey, sir, hey, this guy's coming in to talk to us about mortgages. And I was like, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, I, I met up with him. He's going to come in. And I said, look, man, that's a process for these things. You can't just go right. rogue on me. And, um, and I was really concerned about them saying something they shouldn't have said or something like that. And, and uh, so I went down, I sat in the meeting uh, for an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, um, a great guy came in and he talked about, you know, just the VA home loan benefit and everything. Um, and I was like, and there was no, there was really no pressure behind it. You know, he was just there for education and did a great job educating. And I said, Hey, you know, when it's time for me to retire, I may look you up and, um, you know, see if, uh, see if there's a fit. And, um, as life would have it about a year and a half later, um, they, uh, the, the Navy said, Hey, major, um, we said, you got this MBA in finance. We're going to send you to the budget office at the Pentagon. And I said, uh, that's what you're not going to do. And <laughs> I'm going to retire. So um, cool. I put in my retirement papers, went and talked to that that gentleman. Um, and uh, he said, yeah, man, come on. And uh, we'll, we'll get started in the mortgage uh, business. And I went to that company, retail lender, um, and started my, uh, my life as a lender, per se. And I stayed with that company probably for a little over a year. Um, you know, did very well. I think my uh, first, um, my second full month in business, I closed about 16 units. Um, and then, right. you know, it was, it was off from there. You know, um, I was at the end of a refi boom, um, you know, got, I quickly realized that this is not going to last forever. Um, so I started mm -hmm. building or being aggressive about building my purchase business, building relationship with realtors and, and, uh, and yeah, so it's been off to the races uh, since then. I stayed there for a year and a, uh, about a, a little over a year. Um, saw the tea leaves, you know, started understanding the business, started understanding some things that I really wasn't clear on initially. Um, and then um, I got introduced to Edge um, by um, a, a young lady who was in a Facebook group with me. Um, nice. She said, uh, I said, hey, I'm thinking about going to the broker side. I always really wanted to be a broker. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, because when you're on the retail side, you know that if somebody brings you a loan estimate from a broker, um, you know, and they bring another loan estimate and say, hey, this person's offering this. And you're quickly doing a Google search like, oh, crap, they're a broker. And, you know, the retail side tells you a bunch of lies about, you know, the broker community and everything. And you're like, well, freaking mm -hmm. hey, I'm getting my butt kicked by these mm -hmm. guys. And, um, and, and then you start doing your research like, wow, this, um, this might not be true about what I'm hearing about them. So, I said, hey, um, you know, I met up with, uh, I had a conversation with the Edge team and with Tom Ollis and everything just to get some education um, and with Brandy Brickler, the person who introduced me to Edge. And, um, you know, then I said, hey, you know, I'm going to transition over. And and uh, when I left, um, part of my team left with me. Uh, they said, hey, we're, we're rolling. Um, and uh, we got into the broker side and it's been a uh, man off to the races. Oh, nice, man. Sorry, I'm coughing real quick. Um yeah. <clears throat> so how many years have you been in the mortgage industry then? So what year was that when you got in? That was, um, I think, well, actually, September of 2022 makes two full years. Oh, wow. Oh, we got a freshie. Okay. <laughs> so two yeah. full, okay, cool. Two full years. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Um, so, I lived, and I came to the broker side in uh, the day after Thanksgiving of last year. So, Day after Thanksgiving of 21 uh, is when I shifted over to the broker community. All right, nice. All right, cool. This this is good. So I've been doing this 
man, 11 years, right? Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And just to kind of sidetrack, what um what that mortgage loan officer did when they when he came in, right, to meet with you guys, right? Really cool. So for everyone out there, I have a really good buddy, uh, uh, Nash, Army National Guard, and he brought me in. And it is funny, right? Like it, it's it's giving me back. So I get there, you know, a couple of his guys come up and like, who's this dude? You know, dead serious. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's my buddy, you know, Sergeant Smiga, whatever it is. And then big smile comes up, you know, and then I'm brought in just like family educational purposes. So anybody out there, I'm sure this might be what you do, but mm-hmm. like get in there, like, no, go educate. Um, I mean, just great people in the armed forces. I mean, that's, it's just, you know, fun hanging out. You can be yourself and it's different in there. Like you said, you were sitting there like what's, what's going on, but then educational purposes is great. The other thing is too, no one ever thinks they're going to be in the mortgage industry. It's not like, um, that's what I strive to be. Everyone has a different story and that was yours, right? Like you had, you weren't thinking you were going into mortgages ever in your life. Absolutely. Until that occurred, you know? Absolutely. Never thought about it. I was, I did some, uh, financial coaching and stuff when I was in the military. Um, you know, um, I would do a lot of things around the financial industry, but I didn't really, I mean, I had bought a house using my VA loan. Mm-hmm. Um, I had refinanced that house, you know, and really, you know, um, some people, you know, depends on how your how your loan officer runs their business. Um, they're kind of like in the background. Um, they don't really, uh, you're not, they're not really out front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I build my business kind of differently where I control the narrative. I build the communication. I do the branding. So they remember me. Mm-hmm. My loan officer was not really, I mean, I knew who she was, um, but she wasn't really out front building a brand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, so one time when I refinanced because she was not doing that, I refinanced with somebody else. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would say like, that is one thing that I have done well, you know, when people close, they get branded closing gifts. Um, mm-hmm. So they remember, Hey, major did my loan. And even I have people who, um, you know, sometimes you're dealing with the builder's lender or something like that. And, you know, in Texas, they said, hey, we'll cover title, we'll cover all your closing costs. And I'm like, hey, why don't you go ahead and take the deal? Take the deal. And I think it's best for you and your family. Go do it. Um, but I have other I do have people who have closed with the builders. I have two realtors right now who close with the builders lender. They are now realtors and they send me their business. Nice. So, you know, there's this opportunity there just to brand yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and be at the forefront rather than taking the back seat and letting the real estate agent drive everything, get out there, um, uh, solidify yourself as a pertinent part of the transaction and as part of the educational journey. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the whole industry has changed over the past. I mean, really, since I got in 2011, it was like gone are the days where you can be an LO and just be just kind of sit back and be you know, just an employee of a bank or a retail lender, right? right? Like gone are those days. If you, And that's why the, it's probably why you like the mortgage industry as well. You can make it your own. Yes. You can have your own style, right? You get some self-fulfillment there, right? And mm-hmm. that's what I love doing. I love branding, doing all that. And then, you know, kind of breaking it down. You got to wow them with the experience, but you got to stay in front of them, right? So right. that leads me to that next question, right? Now that I'm, I'm knowing you and you like the brand and get out front, um, doing all the right things. How how is your team broken up then, right? So if you're spending a lot of time there and educating, 
it's got to go smooth or not coming back no matter how good your branding is right absolutely absolutely yeah. so great question so my first team member uh was christy um christy was my second purchase deal um and she um uh she bought her place with me and um i did her financing and um she was just a great person she brought uh closing gifts to me she said hey Hey, uh, I'm gonna bring you a case of beer. I said, well, I don't really drink. She said, okay, how about root beer? I said, I'm barks, I'm barks all day. So uh, she bought me two cases of root beer. She brought my processors, cookies and everything. And um, I said, uh, I said, hey, you're gonna mess around and get yourself a job interview. She said, hey, let's do it. So, so she was uh, a client. Hold on, she was a client. Absolutely. Oh, she cool, a, okay. And so she's she bringing was, you guys stuff. I love that. Yeah, so she was a client and she had a great heart. And I was, and that was really, I wanted to build my team. I will tell you my branch manager um, at that retail shop, uh, she said, hey, I don't think she's the right fit. I don't think she's gonna move it forward because really her idea was she wanted someone who understand taxes and everything. And you know, I was growing pretty fast at that company and she's like, well, we gotta get you some support. Initially, they were like, we gotta get you some, report, some support. So, you know, um, she wanted somebody different and I'm like, I can teach someone mortgages, just give me the right person with the right heart. So um, I said, I want Christy. She came on. She's been um, she's been with me the longest. And Christy, when it was time for me to expand again, um, you know, and this is a challenge that I faced at the at the retail shop shop. Um, it was time for me to expand again. Christy knew another person named Brittany um, and she was very much organized. She very much. And Christy would tell me how she would organize stuff for for a. Uh, for spouses and stuff when the way they were in Germany. So I know I needed somebody systematic, somebody very good with organization. Mm -hmm. So I talked to uh, Brittany, Brittany agreed to come on, but the retail shop said, Hey, um, we can't afford to pay that person. <clears throat> and I said, okay, fine. Um, you take it out of my compensation or whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll pay it. Um, I need to grow. So, um, so that happened. They uh, I, and I'll come back to how my team is structured, but, yeah, I, I, went, but I went to my uh, branch manager again and said, hey, I need to add another person. They said, well, you can't do that. We're in a hiring freeze. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was the number two producer at that company. Um, and I said, you understand what you're telling me? And she mm -hmm. said, uh, she said, yeah, I, I know what I'm telling you, but I'm sorry, we can't. We're in a hiring freeze across the company. And I'm like, OK, so that was just one tick mark. And so yep. if you're listening mm -hmm. you're in retail. Um, you know, it's, it's just, they, you have control over it. They have control over things. So, yep. um, I couldn't add there. Um, so nevertheless, when I decided to leave, um, you know, uh, the retail side, my processor, she processed her pipeline was 70% of my loans. Um, and she kind of saw the tea leaves, you know, it's November at that time. And I'm looking at things like, okay, I'm seeing the economic news. I'm seeing rates are going to go oh, yeah. up. I'm seeing we're already not as competitive. Um, and I'm seeing this and I'm like, it's really time to shift. Um, and my processor and I said, hey, you need to know that I'm leaving. And she said, hey, if I leave, you know, is there a place for me? I said, we will figure it out. I promise you. Yeah. That. Yeah. So um, so those three ladies left with me um, uh, and I came over to the broker side. After I came over to the broker side, I added a client uh, resources uh, professional. And right now she's a she's a business development rep now. She goes out, uh, creates a business with realtors on Instagram, oh, cool. all this stuff. She integrates, she talk, has these initial conversations with realtors. Then I come in um, and they meet me and everything like that. 
Um, so the makeup of my team is I have one, Christy is a, um, a LOA or um, uh, my loan structuring person. Okay. Uh, she structures all that. She does my pre-approvals. Um, she makes sure all the ducks are in a row per se before we uh, send out a pre-approval letter. Um, she's, a, she's probably the mastermind behind how do we make this work? So she's that person. Um, Jessica, who's my processor, um, she's, uh, she's really, I would say the heartbeat of the team. Um, she makes, she makes sure everything's working, um, advises me, keeps me in check. She's the one who's most likely to say major, we can't do this. Mm. Uh, so she's that. that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have Brittany. Brittany started out as an LOA, but she got trained as a processor. Um, so she can really go front to back, uh, from start to finish. Um, so those three ladies, and then there's Tracy. Um, Tracy is my client resources person. She, uh, really generates business and that's her whole thing. She handles social media. Um, people ask me all the time, like, Hey man, I saw your social media post," and I'm, and I'm like, yeah, man, it was great. I have no idea what the social media post uh, was. I'm with you. <laughs> so, um, I'm out there just, just getting business and having relationships, having conversations. I spend a lot of my time on the phones. Uh, but they are very much, you know, controlling things and keeping things moving forward. Nice, nice. So a couple of things I picked out of that. I, I love the the system. And I'll reiterate that in a minute, just so I'm on the same page. But for everyone hiring out there, right, I think I think this is big, right? Um, <clears throat> you said really hire with uh, people with heart, right? So kind of like me. So a lot of our um, employees here, they are they were never in the mortgage industry. You know, it was really the personality and what we saw in them. And then we can teach them that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like you, don't, you don't need a degree in mortgages to to be in mortgages. Right. So you can teach those things. But I think a lot of people sometimes will hire based on really past performance. Someone in the industry. I think the industry has changed so much like you did. You just saw something in somebody and said, right. let's start with that instead of vice versa. So I think that's really cool. Um, and like you said, so you have, you have a good structure right here. You have Tracy, right? I yep. think that's how you said she's helping you get a lot of people to talk to for the yes. most part, right? Simple terms, right? Yep. So you have that. That's cool. That's more of that front end, getting them mm -hmm. to you where you can kind of close it to say, right? Absolutely. Um, but then, and then, but then once you get that, that deal, right now it's flowing down to Christy, then it's flowing down to Brittany. Right. And they can handle all that. And that's what they're good at. Right. So is that a, a decent idea of how it works? Absolutely. Everything's a flow. Um, I mean, frankly, you know, I was trained on the retail side. So it is yeah. a, you know, retail flow, but mm -hmm. with the but with a broker twist, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, sometimes, you know, we have to learn how to work with new um, new wholesalers um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But that's the only real caveat. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really me, Tracy, and Christy on the front end, you know, getting everything going. Um, and then uh, Brittany and Jessica on the back end. And I will tell you that everybody kind of operates in their gifts. I do use disc profiles. People mm -hmm. who come onto yeah. my team do take a disc profile. Okay, cool. Um, I will tell you that my processors have no, they have no desire to be front end. And my front end people have no desire to be back end. Mm -hmm. And so, Everybody operates in their gifts. I'm a big proponent of a disc profile. Um, so it, it actually educates all of us on what everybody's gifts are. And we want to make sure everybody's operating in their gifts because I never want to make somebody do something that they are 
uh, not gifted to do. I mean, the nature of a job is at some point you're going to do something that you are not comfortable doing because it's going to stretch you a little bit. But I want people to operate in their natural God-given gifts. And that's and if they do that, then everybody's happy. All right. That's really cool. So I know all about the disc profile, right? But mm-hmm. I have never taken one myself because I'm scared of it because it's going <laughs> to pop out as psychopath, right? So no, I'm kidding. But I really have it. But I do agree with you. I do a little bit different where it's maybe a little bit more, I don't want to say natural, but I'll feel it and then we go. But I'm not. I'm not saying I won't do it. I think that is smart. Like you said, there's no reason pushing someone into something that that's not what they're made for. You'll have to get uncomfortable. I mean, that's, that is what it is. Right. But letting people do what they're made to do allows them to be happier. And then they're just going to work better. It doesn't seem complex. Yeah. All right. That's cool. That's cool. So I did have a question because I saw, I saw the word cold call on my list today. Right. And let's break this down right because typical cold calling right my father's generation mm-hmm. that worked right i'm right. assuming this is a different type of cold call maybe that that tracy's doing i would yeah. i would think so tell us a little bit about that for the people that are scared to do that and how it actually works and forms good relationships Could be so yeah so um i don't think i don't i mean some people might say we're cold calling i don't think we cold call we mostly warm call cool um and so you know people that we're calling are people that somehow we've generated some sort of connection with some sort of relationship with even if we're not connected to that person we're connected to somebody that that person yeah. is connected to correct okay so, cool. When, when when we're calling people, you know, maybe we're calling listing agents on past deals that were closed um, and the deal went well. Um, and then so we're 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 having that conversation about, hey, you know, we did this deal together. We really enjoyed working with you. Um, we really like to work with you more. Uh, Major wants to set up a time to talk with you. So, you know, having that conversation or something uh maybe it's on you know um instagram or something and tracy's reaching out saying hey i see you're doing business in this area um that that area is very heavy va um and i'm sure you have some va clients we specialize in va also maybe we have some ideas that can help you do even more business so you know just just those conversations and if you call somebody up or have a conversation with somebody i mean some people are going to say no i'm good and great you're you're good Mm -hmm which means they're good for now, um, but you keep them, you follow them on Instagram. They see your post, you see your post, you start commenting and everything, which Tracy takes care of that stuff. I don't, um, but you start that relationship and that dialogue, that encouragement um, saying, hey, great job. I see you did this. Mm-hmm. I see you did this. That's amazing. Um, and really you start to form a relationship where people feel like they know you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we've gone back to people and saying like, hey, Major wants to set up a time to talk. And they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to talk to Major. But four months ago, they said they were good. So, so um, but, you know, if you get that going, um, so I, I, I think it's more of a warm call, more of a, uh, more of a, yeah, we have some connection. Now, one other thing we've done is sometimes we'll reach out and we'll say, hey, uh, we just did a deal with so-and-so in your office or so-and-so who's a part mm-hmm. of your brokerage. And, you know, that went really well. I'm sure you can talk to him and tell him about it. Um, you know, I don't think that's an opportunity for us to do business together. Um, me and that agent who closed the listing side for whatever reason, but, um, you know, I think you and I could work together and then they're calling their colleague to say, Hey, how things going? And they're like, Oh man, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start building, uh, there in that way also. 
Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So let's break that back down. So when people hear cold call, they think telephone book, list of people, make calls. It's not yes. what this is, everyone. But this this is big right here because there's unlimited types of activity or business out there, right? So what you're doing is you might have one little thing about this person that makes an easier phone call, number one. Right. Like, hey, we did, a, you know, you're on the listing side three months ago. It's something to talk about. So at least will hear you out. Right. Yeah. So it's not a cold call. So this is for everyone out there. When people think their business is dead right now, they're like, screw the mortgage industry. I'm getting out because you're hearing a lot of that. Figure out a way to just go talk to people that you have one little thing in common because then it's an easy call. Right. I was talking to um, on another podcast, actually. Um, if you're if you're starting out, if you feel like you're stuck. Go find 60 people that maybe you would invite to your birthday party, right? Like just get a list of those people just with a little thing in common. And that acti activity kind of breeds success and it gives you momentum and positive, like you said, positive, positive, positive. People do not need the negativity right now. All mm -hmm. positive. So I know my my thing said cold call, not a cold call. This is, let's call them warm calls, right? Mm -hmm. Lukewarm. <laughs> Lukewarm calls. All right, cool. I also wrote down front end rep, like you said, like Tracy, I think that's big because you can only do so much. I think you got what? Three kids, right? Yeah, three kids. I got, yep. I, I got three myself. We're stretched to the limit, sports, the whole thing, right? You just moved. You need people to support you. And then you're doing what you're good at, yeah. right? Yeah. You probably took your own disc type of test. So Absolutely. what I'm trying to hammer in is do what you're good at. And being only two years in the business, you figured that out. It doesn't seem that complex. Do what you're good at, and it's going to start flowing. That's great. Yeah. The last thing, the other thing I wanted to add, uh, JP, is yeah. you know sometimes we'll we'll talk to past clients, and you know they're moving to their house, they're happy, kids are in school, everything's going great. Mm -hmm. You use that as a catalyst to call the mm -hmm. listing agent, say, hey, just talk to the Johnson family. They're loving their house that that your client sold to them. Um, everything's going great. They love the school and everything. Um, you know, a beautiful situation. Um, do you have, um, I'll ask, do you have any other listings uh, potentially in that area that we can Ooh. help get, get somebody into? Um, we're, I'm in a, uh, I, I operate my business kind of in segments. There's the Dallas, um, you know, Texas, and I'm in San Antonio. I'm in, you know, Colleen, Texas. I'm in Corpus mm -hmm. Christi, of course, um, working those areas. But some of those areas like Hawaii, um, I will have people that call me, listing agents that call me and just say, hey, Major, you got a buyer at this price point. I really need to get this thing sold. Um, and, you know, we're matching up buyers with that with the cool. listing. So, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's calling that listing agent and say, hey, how can I help you get another property sold? And if you call them up and ask that question and you start that engagement on that level, they're seeing you as a partner um, and they're mm -hmm. trying to then know you're trying to help. You're not just saying, hey, send me a buyer. You know, you're trying to help move this thing forward and they see you more of a partner. So use that conversation with the past client as a catalyst to reach back out to that listing agent and say, hey, I appreciate mm -hmm. it. My client appreciates it. Everything's going great. Um, do you have any other opportunity that we can work together again? Yeah, that's awesome. So. You're, you're, you're putting in the work. You're detail-oriented too, right? So you have a conversation. This is big. With just a past client that, that's on your list of call to say hi. And they're going to start venting, 
telling you what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Taking some notes down. And then you remember a conversation you had last week with a listing agent. Now you're connecting. So I would bet a big part of what you guys do, you have to be pretty detail oriented, taking some notes, right? Absolutely. I would think. Is there a process that you guys use, like yeah. from actual conversations that you've had? Yeah. So we, of course, we use a CRM. Um, yeah, of course. You know, um, but you know, when we're when we're taking, we, we're keeping notes about who the listing agent was, who you know. I, sometimes, I mean, I just, um, I a couple months ago, a a team brought me on uh, to be their, you know, preferred lender per se. Um, for their realtor group. And I think it's about 30 realtors or something that's a part of that team um, in Hawaii. But the thing was that I had closed a lot with them on the listing side, Mm. Uh, not very much on the buyer side. I mean, I had some save loans on the buyer side um, that I, that they trusted me with, but on the listing side, they were like, man, he's, he's on it. So we keep a system in place. So we understand And Sometimes I'll send a text to my team. Um, we communicate a lot through Microsoft Teams because we're actually in different okay. areas. I'm mm-hmm. in Texas. One of them is in Montana. One of them is in Hawaii. One's here in Texas with me. That's cool. One's in San Diego. So we communicate on Teams and I'll send a message like, hey, who's the listing agent on this deal? And they can look in the system and say, hey, this is the listing agent and stuff like that. So we do keep detailed records and stuff of who we close with. So we have an understanding of who to reach back out to. But the thing is that every conversation has the potential to have a subsequent conversation. Mm-hmm. So if if whether that's a conversation with the title, whether that's a conversation with a listing agent, a buyer's agent, or something like that, every conversation has the potential to be a subsequent conversation. And sometimes I will just call and have a conversation just to have a conversation. You know, yeah. I, I always say your income grows in direct proportion to the amount of time you spend on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I call just to say, hey, I'll sometimes I update the buyer's agent and say, hey, just talk to Mike. Uh, you remember Mike? We closed on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just talk to him. I just want to let you know they're doing good, man. It's, everything's going good. The family's doing great. They had a baby. Everything. Oh, I didn't know they had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a baby. Um, I'm going to drop by and bring some pamphlets. Uh, thanks for letting me know. And you start forming a relationship there so people see you as a partner. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. And I think that uh, what I'm hammering home is, um, again, that it becomes easy to you, maybe myself, but some people are, don't know where to start. And this is the easiest spot to start. And you can, you just get things out of just having that activity, just speaking with people because it leads, like you just got to get started with this, you know, and it just breeds other type of connections, right? It's like a big matrix. I would think with you, yeah, Yeah, we have this one that's send it over here, whatever it is, take a note. So I think that's great. Um, Yeah. What I'm, what I'm hearing from you is, in, in life in general, communication is so key, right? I mean, yeah. that's a big part of, of what you do with running a team, with clients, with agents, whatever it is. Could you maybe jump on that maybe a little bit more, like how important just simple communication is in uh, in all aspects? I mean, being positive is a lot better than being negative. Like yeah. just typical communication is key. Could you, Absolutely. Could you talk on that a bit? Yeah, I think I think, you know, communication and, and uh, bad news never gets better with time. So, cool. you know, just 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 being able to have an open conversation, you know, and an agent will ask like, hey, are we going to be good on this? I'm like, I'm 70 percent positive we're going to be good. But if this person does X, Y and Z, it's going to create a problem. Mm-hmm. And they appreciate that. I mean, I mean, you can't just be quiet and say nothing um, because when something goes south, and, you know, and you bring it up and you're like, hey, 
Joe, remember when I told you this, this, and this? Yeah, I remember that. Hey, we're there, and this is the situation. So, and, and they appreciate that you've already had that conversation on the forefront. Uh, my team, com- we sometimes over communicate. Um, and, you know, when you have a brain like mine, there's benefits and there's drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the drawbacks is my team has to tell me things about two or three times. Um, and it's like, okay, Major, I told you that you forgot. Oh, yeah, you did. You did tell me that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have developed this culture of over communication. Um, you know, and sometimes people are like, well, you don't tell them things they don't need to know. Yeah, sometimes. But you do have a responsibility to educate. You have a responsibility to educate your client about, and and sometimes people think that, hey, my client doesn't need to know that, that's down in the weeds and stuff like that. But you have a responsibility to give a top level education. And sometimes people will preach, oh, I didn't understand that, or I didn't know that. Um, You know, just on nitty gritty things that they said, hey, um, I've been renting out this house for this amount of time. Uh, Can I offset that? Well, not really because of this, this, and this, or maybe not because of this. So they have to understand that. But if you have an understanding of that, that person walks away from the transaction smarter um, and and understanding the mortgage business. And you're taking a certain amount of time to do something Mm -hmm. that other loan officers are not taking the time to do. They're just saying, here, go and do this. Um, One thing I picked up is just on that first initial conversation when I'm talking to someone, or a Zoom, when Tracy's setting up a Zoom with me, um, and this happened on Friday night. Um, You know, I had a Zoom call at 6 p.m. on Friday, and it was a couple, they were confused, and we just sat and we talked for 30, 45 minutes on Zoom. That was our first conversation together. We didn't really talk about mortgages much. I think the last 10 minutes we talked about mortgages, but they needed to feel comfortable about somebody advising them. Mm -hmm. And right now, if I call Mm -hmm. them up and say, Hey, this is the next step. This is what we need to do. Okay, got it, Major. We're doing that right now. So we, once you build that trust through communication, then you can start. Um, then you start really uh, making ground. And people are like, "Well, how do I? How do I stop people from doing this?" Or this guy is always shopping me. Or this and this. It's usually because you didn't take the time to communicate right. properly up front in the process. You didn't take the time to build trust. You didn't take the time to educate them. Basically, mm-hmm. you were doing what, you know, Chase Bank or Navy Federal or USA say, hey, here's a letter, go do this. And they're all freaking confused. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really, communication really is one of the superpowers that people have. And they just don't leverage it enough. They think they're mm-hmm. telling too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think it's just a huge part of business these days. Yeah, oh, 100%. What I try to tell myself and our team, um, especially sales, right, is, communication also means listening right Mm -hmm. so say what you have to say shut up (laughs) and just let them talk sometimes just listening oh there you go someone hitting me up just listening is better than just trying to throw information at people sometimes they just want to have someone listen to them so they can say what's going on and that builds that trust there's no doubt about it so i just want to throw that out there i'm sure you agree listening like you did on friday night they just wanted to tell you what was up, wanted to build some trust. Now you tell them right, you tell them what you need. They're on it right away. Done. Absolutely. Then move on to the next. Yeah. And then once once you get that information, then you now can have information to share with the with the agent to say, Correct. hey, did you know this? 
did you know that, you know, um, they may be changing a job and relocating here mm -hmm. in a little bit. And, and there's this chat, there's a conversation at work about this. You can have that and you're empowering everyone in the conversation. Of course, you don't want to share confidential stuff, but if you're empowering them to make, uh, to get advice based mm -hmm. on what you heard or what you, and people will tell you what they're, and I sometimes ask people, Hey, what's your number one concern with this? Tell me what's concerning mm -hmm. you. When you guys are having pillow talk at night. Tell me what you're concerned about. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, we're concerned about this. So we're concerned about interest rates. So we're concerned about blah, 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 blah. And they will tell you what's really holding them up from moving forward. And once you get there, once you figure out what's holding them up from moving forward, then you can advise them mm -hmm. at, a, at a deeper level to say, hey, you know what? Interest rates are interest rates. They go up, they go down. We'll deal with them as they are. But, you know, and, and if you someone that's bought a house, you can use your experience because if you bought a house, you probably refinanced the house uh, when rates went lower. And you have that conversation with them. They're like, oh, OK, got it. I understand now. I understand how this works. Um, so you got to just got to use that information to advise them properly on what the next steps are. Yeah. And when you communicate like this, um, you'll never run out of activity, which learn, just goes to business. Right. Absolutely. So you're a recession proof type guy right? Absolutely. because yep. you're just going to have conversations. You know how to communicate like you could stay in mortgages the rest of your life because you're always going to have activity just by communicating. Some Absolutely. people put the cart before the horse, right? Let's go get that deal with the low rates. Just go right into it. No, you got to spend a little bit of time, communicate, match things up, be the matchmaker, and you'll never run out of business because you're always going to be doing something, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm back, but I'm back. I froze for a second there. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Just just have those conversations. Don't be afraid. Don't be so busy. And And, and, and people say this all the time. You know, but very few people actually do it. They get so concerned with the new cow that they don't milk the one they have. Mm -hmm. So those your past clients are a never ending book of business. And they you can call somebody up after a year. I mean, I called somebody up that I hadn't talked to in. I hadn't personally talked to in a year. Um, my team sometimes reaches out to people and talks to past clients just to check on them, leave a message on a voicemail. Hey, it's Major's team. Just letting you know we're thinking about you. If there's anything we need or you need from us, just let us know. Mm -hmm. uh, they all make those, but I haven't talked, hadn't talked to this client in a year. So I called them up, see how they're doing just to check on them, just because they ran across my mind. Um, and I've called them up, had a great conversation with them. Um, they were doing great and they were really, um, they had, they were really expecting two new people to come to their unit, military, expecting two new people to come to their unit. Man, I'm glad you called. I did, I lost your number. But um, I see you on face social media. I know you're busy, but I didn't want to reach out to you. But I got these two guys coming in. I think you'd be great for them. And I got two referrals out of that conversation, just calling and check up on somebody and see yeah. how they're doing. But you got to reach out to people. Your past client, your past client database is a never ending source of business. Yeah. So one thing that we do, I totally agree with you, is um, we friend a lot of our clients on Facebook. Right. Absolutely. And then we, we have a private group that they all go into. Right. Uh -huh. so, so maybe a trick for you, for Trissy, right, is we put them in a private group. We don't bombard them with mortgage stuff. It's more about, hey, what else do you need from us? Do you need a plumber? Do you need this? Like, what do you need? Because now you're in this family. You know, you're in this special hussy homeowners family. And we can if rates drop, guess what we do? Boom. Hey, rates are here. If you guys want to talk, we're here for you. Right. Well, you know, we have T-shirts we give. So a client we even talked to in a year and a half. Right. 
We, um, I just saw on Facebook, they had their first baby, right? I haven't talked to him in a year and a half. I, and I still haven't called him. What we did was we sent him a, we have onesies with our logo on it. Send him a onesie. That's our communication, right? So things like that. So I'm with you. I feel you totally. Like, and I have fun doing it. it has you have fun doing it, right? Yeah. You're absolutely. These people. So I saw you write it down. That could be really good for you. Private group. We have, I don't even know, 900 people in there, past clients, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Not everyone goes in, you know, but a lot of them do. And we can just say, hi, what do you need? It's a spot to hit everyone. So just a, just a thought for you as well. Absolutely, man. We, we try to make the client experience just so amazing. And that's part of, you know, just branding and everything. Uh, one thing we do, or one thing I do is, you know, I have these, uh, these board planks uh, made that say home sweet home. Um, and all of my clients get one. So if they're at a distance, they get a mail to them. Uh, but they have these huge boards or porch boards that say home sweet home. Now we've started putting our logo on them um, to uh, to brand them a little bit and put their last name on the back and everything. Um, and closing gifts. I know that some loan officers don't do closing gifts for whatever reason, but it's a it's an opportunity to uh, solidify yourself in the mind of that client. And I can tell you, you could have had a transaction where things were a little bit bumpy because we like for all transactions to go great. Sure. But, you know, sometimes it's a bit bumpy, um, something like that, especially if it was a difficult deal. But if you give them a closing gift at the end, that's 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 significant and something they could put up or whether it's mugs or coffee mugs or whatever, something that's significant to their home. You know, I've even seen people who get like, um, you know, just a stencil of the home. There are closing gifts you can get with a stencil mm-hmm. of the home or stuff like that. In that moment, the whole everything fades away. They're just elated that everything's done. So even if it went kind of south or kind of bumpy, you can have a great client experience because at the end, they're getting a beautiful gift. They were like, oh, thank you so much, Major. It's been great. And I've had some transactions where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I just don't even know. You know, I don't even want to go to this closing. Uh, oh, but, yeah. you, but you get there and, you know, everything they you sign documents, you give them a closing gift. It's like, oh, Major, you and your team are just so amazing. This was just the best experience and everything. I'm like, Isn't it funny how that works? Sometimes you think like you, you're missing sleep and you're like, I got to go to this. A mentor of mine said, always go to the toughest closings. Always. Obviously, you want to go to the good ones. I'll make you feel good. Get your confidence. But never miss a tough one because it's never as bad as you thought. And if you show up, they know that you're serious and you want to get it done. They never think it's your fault. They just never yeah, do. Absolutely. It, it's it's just a great experience, man. And um, I'll just say that this this line of business is just, it's amazing. It, this is a great line of business. If you're fortunate enough to be in this business, uh, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the income that we uh, that we make is, is it's, it's not bad. Um, and, and then the, the, the opportunity to have such a, uh, a, such a staple in someone's life where they're referring you then to their children, um, or something like that. I'm telling you, man, this is, uh, this is really, really, really a great, a great business to be in. And contrary to popular belief, this is probably the greatest time to be in business, especially if you're a broker, um, because you have the flexibility to maneuver around the market and around the market factors in order to generate business. So it's just a great time to be in business. Oh yeah. And there's no doubt. Um, we'll check it out. Well, I told you it was going to go fast. We're 40 some minutes in right now. Is that crazy? Right. <laughs> That's crazy. So I always end these with uh, two, two questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think you'll you'll nail these and you talked a little bit about it. And you being so new to the business, too, it's a little bit more fresh, right? It's yeah. not new. I mean, you seem like you've been in it for a lot of years. But if you are a new LO right now or you're someone that's looking to reinvent themselves, right, in the mortgage world, what's mm -hmm. one or two things you would tell him or her? Um, I would say, um, man, there's so much, one or two. Um, so when I, I'll say when I got started, when I got started, um, and I said before I got started in the, at the end of a refi boom, understanding that purchase business was coming and I had to focus on it. So what I would do is I would find a way to, I would, I would talk to new agents, but I would understand that that new agent may have a hard time getting off the ground. And I wanted to build my business faster than that new agent may be able to build their business. So my strategy was always to get to their broker. I would have them invite me to things, whether that's an in-office meeting or whether that's a, uh, hey, we're getting together for a happy hour here or something like that. I would have them invite me to things where I would meet their broker. More than anything, I wanted the broker to know who I was or know my name or know that I was in business. So that, um, that effort to do that transpired into just brokers knowing who I was and then they having a lot of in, in my markets, the broker usually does the listings, not much, yeah. a lot of the buyer side stuff. But when I submitted a pre-approval letter and I would tell my buyers, hey, what do you think about this house? What do you think about this property? Um, and they would submit on that broker's um, on that broker's listing and I would get my office accepted because they were like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. I, I met him. He seems solid and everything. So I would say start with new agents. But your objective is to get yeah. to the broker, know who the broker is. All right. So that's number one. Number two, friends and family. Some people have this idea that, hey, I'm going to wait till I'm successful to tell my friends and family what I'm doing. That is the absolute worst possible thing that you mm -hmm. can ever do in your business. Mm -hmm. So I would say make sure your friends and family know exactly what you do. Know that make sure they know your uh what I call your, your UVP, your unique value proposition, know what you do. I mean, if you're on this podcast, you're a broker. So likely that you're, you're, you're a broker, you need to tell them, Hey, if somebody's looking for a, a mortgage, you know, they save more when they're, when they're going with brokers and stuff, you need to know what your value proposition is and you need to educate your friends and family about what you do, whether you do it through social media posts or whether you do it through, um, you know, Hey, I'm at dinner. Um, hey, I want to tell you guys about something that I just did or something I just learned or something like that. So they will refer friends and family to you, but make sure your friends and family know exactly what you do and you're communicating that constantly to them. Yep. All goes back to communicating the right way. Those are the two things you just talked about. hundred percent. All right. Last thing. So where do you actually see real estate mortgage? Where do you see the industry in two to three years? You see any big changes coming? Like, what do you see out there? What are you thinking about? Um, I think that at the end of the day, there's a lot of people with a lot of money. Um, and I think, you know, um, you're going to see more and more people get on this uh, onto investment properties and stuff like that. Uh, investment properties and buying investment properties is not just a thing for the wealthy anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you have your normal, average, everyday people uh, buying investment properties. So, I think uh, the DSCRs are going to continue to be uh, huge. I think they're a, a great tool to quickly get uh, people into properties. People are getting to be more educated about those. 
Um, so I think that's going to be really huge. Um, I don't, I don't like to project rates and all of this stuff because it's just, I mean, um, you never know. I mean, our rates going up, rates going up. I've got no freaking idea, man. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that, um, you know, I think that the mortgage industry is going to continue to shift. You're going to see retail people continue to come over to wholesale. Um, that is already, you're seeing that in droves. Um, you're seeing, you know, freaking loan officer either going, either they're going to huge retail shops where they get leads kicked to them and everything, or they're going to the broker side where they have the opportunity to create your own business. So I believe that over the next year, year and a half, you're going to have this opportunity to even recruit and build your teams if you desire to, um, in order to, um, solidify your, you know, whether you have a structure where you have residual income off of, uh, things or you have an opportunity to build a team. I think that's going to be huge in the next year to a year and a half. And that's where I'm focusing a lot of my time now, getting people over to the, the broker side and just helping dispel some myths and educate people about, you know, what the broker community is actually about. Yep. Well, like you said, it's the best time to be in the mortgage industry. You Absolutely. know, a lot of people don't think so because they get caught up in rates. It's the best time to build that business because it's really exciting what the next few years have to offer. No doubt. Yep. It's going to be amazing. Hey, Major, great speaking with you. It was nice to meet you. Um, of course, if you need anything from me, hit me up. I hope I can do the same uh, with you. Maybe we can collaborate sometime with some more ideas. Absolutely, JP. It's been a pleasure. Cool, man. Take it easy. Talk to you soon. Brokers, are you looking for the best resources to succeed? The AIM member portal is your one-stop destination for everything you need. Get health care for your team. Submit and track AIM escalations for high-level loan issues. Join the referral list, change AEs, and obtain exclusive discounts. And you have access to over 50 AIM lenders and vendors. Don't wait and sign up today at brokersarebetter.com.